Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now today I'd like to share with you a tool that's worked with me for the last number of years. I found it very useful and so have the people I've worked with and it's probably my most oftenly shared tool. And last week I was talking about something a bit more theoretical, the why behind finance that exists and an effective vision for us just like our organizations have a particular vision. That vision should always start end with value creation for our relevant stakeholders. And that's why our organizations exist in the first place and that's also why we exist in finance. And those relevant stakeholders can be found by looking at the four C's diagram I shared and just to recap their customer colleagues, community and company owners. And we can interact with those four C's, those stakeholders at any point in our value chain. So the four C's is really about the who and the where. And today I wanna talk about the what and the how we can achieve creating value by following two bits of advice in particular today. The first bit of advice is, there's a reason why we have two ears and one mouth. And you might have heard this a few times come up in the podcast that we've had over the last year when I'm interviewing guest mentors. It's a common trait of where we're effectively adding value. This tends to happen in finance and it's perhaps one of those areas we've not been as traditionally strong in Uh, say other departments like sales or HR because perhaps in historical years we've exercised more of a command and control type approach in terms of telling the business what to do instead of maybe empathetically listening to them putting ourselves in their shoes to better appreciate their needs and also when we're actively listening out to our stakeholders we might be able to assist them proactively solve their problems just by listening to them and demonstrate to them respect. That's what listening is. It's about respect, that we're considering their needs first before having our own views understood. And the second bit of advice is when we meet our stakeholders is to ask, have and want questions to demonstrate that we're actually listening to them. And how about we put our skills in double entry bookkeeping that we've gained over the last thousands of years and actually record and insert their haves and wants into this template, this tool I'm sharing with you called the stakeholder analysis template. Because it's these differences, have wants, gaps between what people are saying that they have and what it is they want, are the problems they wish that we'd help solve for them. And in essence, when we solve them, we're creating value. So for instance, let's say we ask our stakeholders, if our relationship is working successfully, how would they describe what that might look like in a couple of sentences? Isn't it better to simply ask and engage them um, than merely trying to figure out what they might be thinking and risk potentially working off the wrong assumptions, particularly if we're keen on adding value? Like, so for instance, let's say stakeholder one uh, might ask for a sales reporting and metrics package for their managers. Um, Our conversation might continue uh, by asking a follow-up question, what do you think should be in this package of metrics? Their response might be win rates, cost per head, sales per head, average selling prices, discounting. So okay, these two bits of advice, they're like not rocket science, but how many of us have actually proactively been doing them? They're so simple that why I'd say this template is one of the most often that I've shared and given to others in finance and non-finance roles to help them create value in their organizations is because it's great at doing a number of things. It's great at trapping the value we're offering so we can review it throughout the year. And sometimes when we have those hard moments is actually look to what we've been doing well to sort of give ourselves a bit of a confidence boost. Uh, Figuring out who our most demanding stakeholders are because if we're writing it down a lot for them, 
then we need to check for resourcing and spending enough time with them and that we're actually uh, prioritizing them if that's where the most value is at. It's a great communication tool around uh, talking through conflicting priorities between stakeholders or with our own line management and it forces accountability around commitments we've um, entered into or perhaps understood and have let yet to deliver on. All right, so some of you still may be thinking, uh, what if I've already solved the problem in my own mind and the stakeholder and what they're asking for is actually wrong? You know, I highly recommend if you want to create value for stakeholders initially, say nothing of what you think unless you've been explicitly asked for your opinion. So even if you think your stakeholder is wrong or that there's a better way out there, the aim is to build trust. So give your stakeholder something that they want and don't presently have. Uh, show your listening actively and with empathy. Once they have what they want, you can check with them if that's what they really wanted or if there's any other ideas. And if they have no further ideas, you might then ask them if they consider perhaps in the example we went through any other metrics. Now, as much as we should be looking to give them what they want, we have to behave ethically at all times. It's one of our core assets. So what I'm saying is obviously with reference to behaving ethically, but that's innate in value creation. If we're really doing the best thing by the organization and the community in the long run, then in theory, it should be an ethical decision. Most unethical decisions are really for short-term wins. All right, so you might have some other questions. What if I have a demanding stakeholder? Good, because it shows they're willing to engage with you. But bear this in mind, you can't boil the ocean. So you may need to ask the stakeholder to help you prioritize their wants and have into an order of importance, say. Uh, some may be more immediate compared to others. There may be their longer term desires. And you might ask like, well, what if I'm struggling to get my stakeholders to open up? Chances are the perceptions for whatever reason uh, as to how much finance can help them or not, aren't very positive. So they'll jump at the chance to open up to you if they believe you've got a solid character, which I've touched on in a previous episode. And all these ideas we've touched on are really, are also those that often get covered with our finance guest mentors on our Strength in the Numbers show. You know, they come on and they share with you and the rest of the audience their stories, their hard-won lessons that they've experienced looking to create value for their organizations. What have worked and what hasn't worked? And when listening to relevant stakeholders, and they even break those stories down for us so we can also benefit by putting them into practice, helping our businesses, our clients, other departments create more value for their organizations too. So look, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please let your colleagues and friends know about it. And also check out some of our longer forum guest mentor interviews where we talk about a lot of these ideas. And if you take a moment to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud or YouTube, You'll stay up to date with the latest guest mentor interviews and these Monday memos as well. So everyone, that's enough for me this week. And until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers. <laughs>